chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. And I'm going to start in verse 25. I'm going to read verse 25 through 29. Luke chapter 10, verse 25. When you get there, stand for the reading of the word. Who said, Behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, talking about Jesus, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, this is Jesus talking, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, and said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And you can be seated. First of all, I wonder if he was really interested in eternal life. Or if he just wanted to trip Jesus up. Because he stood up and asked him that question. He had a, well, the devil's going to come at you in all sorts of ways. And Jesus had been teaching. He had been preaching. He had been telling them about eternal life. He had been wanting people to come to God. So... How does the enemy come against you? With what you desire. I'm the desire of my heart is to see my children saved. Why do I get discouraged sometimes? Because my kids don't go to church. The devil will use what's most important to you to try and get you down. Yes. 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 So the man knew God's law because he quoted it back to Jesus. And even with that, kind of like us, he was trying to wiggle out of what he was supposed to do. Have we ever tried to wiggle out of what we're supposed to do? Lord, I'm busy. Lord, I got this to do. Lord, somebody else knows more than me. Somebody can do it better than I can. You know, Lord, who am I supposed to help? Well, surely not the homeless person, you know. Not that we think sometimes I can just get a job, but sometimes it's just not that easy. That's right. You know, uh, not the person down the street with all those kids. You know, they walk through my yard, tear up my flowers, pick my flowers. Mm -hmm. And you know, how many times has one of our kids come in and brought a dandelion? or something, a piece of clover, and they're so proud of what they're giving you. And of course, I always, I don't care what it is, I put a little cup of water on the counter and I put it in that water. <laughs> I want them to know I'm appreciative of what they've done. So sometimes when those kids come pick your flowers, they may be picking something for their mama to take home to her. Amen. You know, so we don't know. And they'll grow back. Maybe not this year, but next year, you know. Just couldn't be that old mean person that I have to put up with at work all the time. And, you know, when you say hello, they don't even speak back. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I think somebody, we've all had one of those in our life. 
trying to be nice and they're hateful. But Jesus tells us a little parable. And it talks and he starts in verse 30. And it says, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, the man was minding his own business, you know. He wasn't doing anything to anybody, and he just, life happens. Things happen. Situations happen. Sometimes they come up quickly, and we don't have time to plan for them. He didn't plan on getting robbed. He planned on making it to his destination. So sometimes things happen, and he was left. He was probably half dead, so they must have beat him up pretty bad to rob him. I'm sure he may have fought back. Verse 31 says, And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. A certain priest, a, a man of God. And Jesus answering said, Not A certain man went down from Jerusalem. Amen, brother. <laughs> But not everybody that calls himself a Christian is a Christian. You know, it talks about our fruits. You'll know us by our fruits. So he had been beaten, and this priest come by and just walked on by and left him. And verse 31 says, well, verse 32 says, and likewise a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. So I wonder if he actually came over to where he was and saw how bad he was and thought, well, I can't help him. And then went on his way on the other side. You know, sometimes we do that. It's not my problem. Somebody else will take care of it. I didn't cause it. Let him handle it. Goes back to sometimes life goes in situations that we have no control over. So even though it's happening to us, sometimes it's nice to have somebody help us. Amen. You, know? you down here, so you need to help. That's right. It could be your child laying there, or your mom, or your dad, or your brother, or your sister. Amen. Maybe right. not just beat, yeah. but that's having a hard time. Yeah has gotten discouraged and it's up to us to lift them up and encourage them. I want somebody most of our daughters live off and if they're having a hard time I hope God sends somebody through their life that would help them. Amen. So if I want that for my child then who am I to think that I shouldn't help somebody else's child? Amen. You know? So it makes a big difference. You know, sometimes we say we're too busy to deal with somebody else. Well, what if somebody else was too busy to deal with me when I was having a problem? Amen. What if somebody else was too busy to pray for me when I was having a problem? See, he wants us to help each other. Yes. And would you not want to help somebody to care enough about to help if we're Christ-like if we're Christians if we're to spread
spread his love and set the example. Are we not supposed to help our brother? Isn't that what God and Jesus expects from us? You know? It says, thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 33 said, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. Now, if I'm correct, and if I'm not, you can correct me, but the Jews did not like the Samaritans, the Gentiles. The Gentiles were, well, they just didn't amount to anything to the Jews. And yet, here, this Samaritan was helping this man. And I wonder if he'd even been mistreated by some of them or somebody had spoken against him. But the godly man and the Levite, the one that knew the law, they wouldn't help this fellow man. The Samaritans saw him and had compassion on him. Maybe he knew how it felt to be all alone and needing help. Sometimes I think that may be why we go through trials and tribulations. Because if I've been through something, I'm a whole lot quicker to have compassion for somebody that's going through it. If I've never been through it, then I don't understand. You know, it's like I told our ex-son-in-law one time, he, he was on drugs for a long time, and he's been clean for three years now. And I told him, I said, you would have such a testimony. I said, I can't do that because I've never been on drugs. But you can. But I can talk about losing a parent at a, at a young age. He can't. His mom is still alive. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I wonder if we go through things in life so that we can help someone else that's in that position or going through that problem. We can have more compassion on someone if we've experienced ourselves. And that's what he did. He had compassion on me, you know. Um, he didn't just, well, I'm going to read verse 34. It said, and he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Now, he didn't just doctor him and go on his way, put a Band-Aid on him or a bandage on him, and say, okay, I've done my part. I'm going on to where I'm headed. They're waiting on me. He put him on his beast. He took him to an inn. He paid for that inn. He doctored him. He stayed with him the whole night and took care of him. And verse 35 says, And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Yes, now, when he left that motel, or whatever you want to call it, he paid up the bill, but he told the keeper that if it goes past anything that I've already paid, when I come back, I'll pay it. Now, I wonder how many innkeepers would take you for your word nowadays. Yeah. 
they'd be saying, give me your credit card number. <laughs> but back then, your word meant something. When you said you were going to do something, that's just the way it was. And I wonder what the innkeeper thought about a Samaritan taking care of a Jew. You know? And the Samaritan could have just left and went on his business and never came back. And then the guy would have just been there and the innkeeper would have been upset with everybody. But verse 36 says, Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? Jesus wants him to think about it. And he wants us to think about it. Who is my neighbor? Is it the person that lives next door? Is it the people I go to church with? Is it the stranger I meet on the street? Who is my neighbor? I think that it's anybody we come in contact with, but also we have ministries that go out to other countries. Are they not our neighbor too? Should we not care about them? Yes, we should. I'm so thankful and so proud that our church sponsors buying Bibles to go to other countries because they're our neighbors. God wants, God loves everybody. He wants us to love everybody. Doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter where you live. Doesn't matter how much money you make. God loves everybody. Yes. And we are to love everybody. Verse 37 said, And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said unto him, Go and do thou likewise. What an example for us to go by. Yes, that means help somebody else, even if it's going to put us out. That's right. That Samaritan was put out. He was going on his way. Now, I say where he was going, but he stopped and took the time to help somebody else. Spent the night with him. Pay for his motel room. Said he would pay for anything else above that. I think he was put out. I didn't read where he griped about it. Didn't read where he said he was too busy. Didn't read where he said he wanted anything back because he did help. What an example for us to follow. Are we doing likewise? Or are we looking the other way? Which one will please God? He said, go and do thou likewise. And isn't what we're doing supposed to be pleasing to God? Yes. I mean, you know. But we want to please God. Jesus set the example right there for us. So who have we helped lately? You know, and I'm not talking about your family or your friends. But maybe somebody that's a complete stranger. And maybe we need to count family and friends. Because, you know, how can we witness to them and show them God's love if not by helping them and other people? You know, 
Our family, we say as Christians, the world watches us. So does our family and our friends. And the sad thing is, the world doesn't see all my mess-ups, but my family does. They know my shortcomings, and they watch me to see if I live the life that I proclaim to be. So what's our motive behind helping other people? Because it's a right thing to do, or because we're gonna get something out of it somehow? I think it was Mark Twain that said, it's never wrong to do the right thing. A lot of times we have to do the right thing in the face of opposition. Because sometimes doing the right thing makes a lot of people mad. Because they don't want you doing the right thing. They're going to be able to benefit if you do the wrong thing. So sometimes we have to stand up and do the right thing even though we know we're not going to be their favorite person. Turn over to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14, verse 12. Luke 14 and verse 12 says, Now, with this, he had healed a man on the Sabbath. And they were complaining about it. And said, you know, you're not supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. It's supposed to be holy. And he asked them, Jesus did, and said, if you had cattle or something fall into a ditch on the Sabbath, would you leave it or would you get it out? And they knew they would get it out, so they didn't say anything. But anyway, in verse 12, it says, Then said he also to him that bade him, When thou makest a dinner or a supper, call not thy friends nor thy brethren, neither thy kinsmen, nor thy rich neighbors, lest they also bid thee again, and a recompense be made thee. See, when you help somebody, it's not so you can get something back. When you help somebody, you help them out of the goodness of your heart, not expecting anything back, not wanting anything back, not wanting a pat on the back. You know, sometimes we do things and we want recognition for it. Well, if you'll do what God tells you to, your recognition will be in heaven. Amen. Yes. It doesn't have to be here on earth. Amen. That's no, so there's true. scripture about that. Don't let the right hand know what the left hand's doing. Do your alms in the closet. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but... Do things in secret, and God will reward you openly. Now, somebody's got to reward me. I'd much rather it be God. Amen. Because, I mean, you can give me whatever, money or whatever, status, or but that's not going to compare anything to what God can give me. That's right. So, which, to me, a happy life is a whole lot better than any money you could give me. Mm-hmm. And living for God, I have a happy life. Do I have troubles and trials? Yes. Do I get opposition sometimes? Yes. But you know what? I know who my heavenly Father is. Amen. Yes. And I know that it doesn't matter if somebody's mean to me down here. God's going to take care of me. Yes. 
And that's the way I look at it. Do I get my feelings hurt sometimes? Sure I do. But I look at it like, you know what? God's going to take care of me. And I lean on that a lot. You know, so then not to call your friends or your family. You know, how many times have we invited someone to something or did something for somebody and maybe we did it because we felt obligated because they had done something for us? Or worse than that, how many times have we asked somebody to do something for us knowing they're going to feel obligated because we have done something for them? So it's saying, you know, don't invite them. Verse 13 says, But when thou makest a feast, call the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind. They're the ones. And that made me, I guess, think about all the soup kitchens and the community meals that are fixed around the world. The donations that are sent overseas to feed starving children, they can't give anything back to you. You know, when you are sitting at McDonald's eating and you see someone sitting outside and you know that they're probably hungry and you buy a meal and you give that meal to them and just say, God loves you and keep on going, they can't give you anything back. You shouldn't, you know they can't give you anything back. So we don't expect anything back. And that's what it's talking about here. Don't do, of course we're supposed to help everybody, but it's talking about helping the poor and the people that can't take care of themselves. That's why we need to always, all of us, watch out for children. They can't take up for themselves. And I'm gonna tell you, if my child, if Isaac or Mia were somewhere, and you saw someone mistreating them, I would want you to step up and step in and say, hey, I know this kid. You're not their parent, and I think you need to go on your way and leave them alone. But even if it was a child we didn't know, would we step up and help them? Because we should. So we do think for others because it's the right thing to do. And when you do something for somebody, doesn't it make you feel good about yourself? And I'm not talking about a prideful, puffed up way, but I'm talking about that it's more blessed to give than to receive feeling. Amen. You know, you just feel good when you get, when I can, and if I can do something for somebody and them not know it was me, I like it better that way. Because I don't want anybody to feel obligated to me. But when I can help someone, it makes me feel good that I've shared God's love with somebody. So just knowing that you're helping to fulfill God's plan in somebody else's life. You may be the only Christian that comes through their life. That's right. What impression are you going to leave? So verse 14 says, And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. For thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. Amen. What plan are we working on? Social status down here? Fame? Glory from other people that pat on the back? How good we look to the public? 
how we get ahead financially, payback from somebody, or are we working toward the kingdom of God? And I don't know about you, I'm working toward the kingdom of God. Amen. And I want to take as many people as possible. And I know they all make their own decisions, but if we can tell somebody or show somebody God's love and plant that seed, I love that song like, well, I'm Pam saying it Sunday, thank you for giving to the Lord. Amen. The smallest little thing you do may mean so much to somebody else. Yeah. And when we stand before God and he says, look around you for great is your reward. It says little things you've done on, unnoticed on the earth. I can't remember how the words go but that you're rewarded in heaven. We don't have to be noticed for what we do down here. We shouldn't want to be noticed for what we do down here. But just know that for everything, little kind thing that we do down here, God takes notice of. Yeah. And we will be rewarded for it. So when we can show someone, come in contact with us, and we show them God's love, through us, just think of the impression that we've left. And I guess that's the question. Are we the priest or the Levite? Or are we the good Samaritan? And it shouldn't matter who needs the help. That's right. Haven't we all needed a little help before? Yes. I know I, I have. More than once. Yes. And yeah, sometimes I caused it on myself. How many times have we said, well, they did it for themselves? Sometimes I get it to myself. Yeah, but I still needed help. Right. You know, so whether it be, I don't know, I've fallen on hard times before more than once. Whether it be from sickness or job layoff or whatever situation happens, we don't need somebody telling us that we did it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I didn't need that. I needed somebody to help me, lift me up. How many times have we heard, well, if they wanted to do better, they could. Well, sometimes you want to do better, but you don't know how. That's right. It's not that you don't want to. It's not that you wouldn't try, but that you don't know how. So it takes somebody with a little love to take you under their wing and show you. And how can we do that if we don't show God's love? Maybe God put that person in your path so you'd have the chance to help somebody and be the good Samaritan. I want to be a good Samaritan. I wonder, would I pass the test? Would I be that good Samaritan? Or would I be, oh, I'm too busy, somebody else will take care of them. So remember, you never know when you might entertain angels unaware. Right. <clears throat> Did you pass? Would you entertain angels? Or would you pass them by on your way to Jericho and wouldn't have time to stop? Kind of something to think about, you know. Uh, next time you see somebody or meet somebody that's in need, 
You might want to think about it. Could it be testing you Amen. to see if you would be the Good Samaritan? Is it what go and do us like this? We're supposed to be that Good Samaritan right. at all times. Yes. Not just when the mood hits me. Not just when I have extra money. Not when I don't have anything better to do. I'm supposed to be that good Samaritan at all times. Amen. And you know, and, and we all say this, you cannot outgive God. That's like in that song that Larry sings, a missionary came to your church and you didn't have much money, but you gave it anyway. Jesus took the gift you gave. And that's the reason I'm here today. We don't know what wonderful thing that we do might help save a soul. And I would much rather stand before him and have people come through and say, hey, you did this and that's why I'm here, than to come through and say, if you would have told me, you would have helped me, if you would have showed me a little kindness, if you would have showed me God's love, I wouldn't be cast into the lake of fire. I don't want to stand and be held responsible for something like Amen. that. Amen. So it's something that we all need to think about. Yes. Are you the priest or the Levite? Or are you the good Samaritan? And God knows your heart. Amen. Yes.